0: Hi, guys. Houston here. Thanks for joining me for another edition or episode of My Midlife Podcast. I'm not going to give an episode number here because, to be honest, I'm not sure where it's going to fit or when it's going to get released. I'm doing, or starting at least, something a little different today. If you've listened to my previous episodes, you know I try to keep them short and sweet. I think they're all under 10 minutes at this point. Uh, Today's might be a little longer, but it might not. So what I'm going to do today, or start today, is I'm going to start talking about the very, very interesting, at least to me, topic of the history of relations between the United States and Cuba. There's so many fascinating things in the history of our relationship that, uh, even doing a little bit of research, uh, I learned so much. And I was going to make this one episode and just kind of run through some of the big topics, but there's a lot. There's a lot to it. So I might break these down into five to ten minute episodes, kind of like a series, if you will. But to be determined, we'll see how today goes and uh, how we feel going forward. So you might ask, what uh, does the topic of U.S.-Cuba relations have to do with my midlife podcast? Well, that's a good question, Um, but you might hear this before or after another episode that I discuss... Um, an email I got at work for a team building exercise. They basically are asking us, hey, what's a topic you know a lot about? And then they're going to form a quiz based on that topic. And I'm assuming we're going to see who on the team knows most about the topic that they claim to be experts at. Well, at 41 years old, I realize I don't really have that topic. I like to research, study, talk about, know about a lot of different things, but I don't really know a whole, whole lot. I'm no expert on one topic. So that got me thinking, what if I had to choose something, what would it be? I don't know. Um, but I've, I've been fascinated with this whole US Cuba thing for a long time. And let me preface the rest of this podcast, or at least this episode of this series saying I am not an expert at US Cuba relations. I'm just very, very interested in it. But How cool would it be if I was an expert or if, you know, I was an expert at one particular topic that most people weren't. So that got me thinking that got me, you know, wanting to dive a little deeper into this since I've been interested in it so long. Again, no expert. I won't be an expert after um, going through this this series or this episode. But it's an interesting topic to me. I've always been kind of fascinated with it. Like I said, I, I don't know the reason behind that. My parents both grew up in Miami uh, my dad, especially, I believe, was uh, influenced by the, the Cuban culture down there um, pretty significantly. We ate you know, a lot of Cuban food. I still do. Even though I'm out here in Texas, there's not a lot of options for that. But uh, every time I go back home to Florida, I definitely hit the Cuban restaurants first. Um, I love the music. It's just a, such a unique culture. There's mystery behind it. I mean, have you ever been to Cuba? I haven't. I don't know many people who have, um, other than those who uh, came to the U.S. from Cuba. I know that's changing uh, a little bit now. We'll get into that later. But it, it, there's just this mystery and kind of aura behind it, at least to me. I've read a few books on it, and I'll probably go back and reread them after doing a little bit of research. Uh, so what I'm going to do in this series is just kind of I, – I took a bunch of notes uh, on some of the stuff I read. And I'm basically just going to go through my notes and read some of the stuff off – and kind of give my insight or my thoughts on some of it. So that's kind of the the premise or the setup for this series. We're already at, you know, five minutes at this point. So maybe today I'll just talk about, hey, what did the U.S.-Cuba relations look like way back, a long time ago? Uh, So maybe I'll start there and cut this one off, and then we'll jump into kind of more modern day where it gets very, very interesting. Maybe we'll do that uh, next time. So so I know everyone is probably familiar with, you know, there's some hostilities between our two nations. There's some uh, discomfort, uncomfort, whatever you want to call it. Uh, but back in the day, way back, U.S. and Cuba actually had really good relations. They were major trade partners for a long time. And actually, <laughs> quite opposite of how it works today is, uh, U.S. imported a huge percentage of the of Cuban exports. I don't I don't have that number in front of me, but it was very very significant. Makes sense how how close proximity the two countries are. Um, back back in the early eighteen nineties, the relations were so good that Cuba even sought our help, the U.S.'s help, in the early stages of the resistance uh, to Spanish rule. So so Cuba for a while. For a long time, was under Spanish rule. They were trying to uh, kind of rebel, revolt against that, and they actually asked the U.S. to help. Uh, it didn't, didn't quite work out. The U.S. declined that request. Um, I, and I, I believe that was because just, the, you know, the, the Spain was a more uh, mature country. And, and when I say mature, I mean by time, right? Spain has been around basically forever. Uh, so I think the U.S. felt really comfortable with Spain being in charge of a country that was right near uh, our borders, if you will. Uh, actually, in uh, 1897, then-President McKinley, you guys all know President McKinley, he offered to buy Cuba, uh, and it was rejected. So think about that. What if that would have happened? The U.S. could have uh, owned that island, uh, owned—it never you know, would have became Cuba necessarily. It would have been interesting how that might have changed the landscape in the history of both uh, the nations, but but he was rejected, and therefore Cuba remained under Spanish rule until the infamous Spanish-American War, uh, and that resulted from Cuba's War of Independence. So, like I mentioned, they they tried to get the U.S. to jump in on the War of Independence. didn't didn't happen, but it kicked off that Spanish-American War. Uh, and there's a famous or infamous, I guess I'll use that word again. Uh, what really kicked off the war in most people's eyes, was the sinking of the USS Maine in Havana Harbor. There's a lot of mystery surrounding the event. And and this was the first thing that I saw that I was like, man, I might need to make this into a series. Because the USS Maine event could be a, a podcast all in itself. And this is just kind of the, the tip of the iceberg of where we're going, so stick with me. A lot of mystery around it. Uh... I got to give a quick shout out to the Rough Riders, too. The Rough Riders are pretty uh, famous for going into to Cuba, uh, led by Theodore Roosevelt. Obviously, he recruited. It's cool because I live in San Antonio, Texas. A uh, little bit of history is right outside the Alamo. There's a place there called the Minger Hotel, Minger Bar. And that's where actually Teddy Roosevelt recruited a lot of the Rough Riders to go in and fight uh, during the Spanish-American War. So I, I'm not going to go into detail about that. But go look it up. The Rough Riders are very interesting uh, concept, and anything that uh, you know Teddy Roosevelt's doing is is pretty cool to read about. So go go check it out. If if you're in San Antonio or visit San Antonio, you know you're going to go to the Alamo. Walk across the street to the Minger Bar, get yourself a cold beer, and look around. There's some cool memorabilia and historical items in there. Pretty neat spot. All right. So after after the war, uh, they they signed something called the Treaty of Paris and Cuba became a US protectorate. So they had uh, independence at that point but US was kind of the the supervisor of their their newly uh, defined nation I guess if you will. So they're their own thing uh but you know US said hey we'll help out and you know that was beneficial for the US. They it, it allowed them to gain economic and political dominance over the island and I guess, they, I guess Cuba actually, I, I take it back, they didn't actually become independent until 1902. So again, U.S. was the protectorate, 1898 to 1902. Cuba becomes completely independent, 1902. So another thing happened uh, that persists to this day during that time. Um, the U.S. signed the lease for Guantanamo Bay. So I'm sure if you guys watch any news or, or read any news, you know that We are still in control of Guantanamo Bay at this time. So that lease was signed uh, way back in the early 1900s and and still exists. Interesting note on that, too, and this could probably be its own podcast in reality, is so for that lease for Guantanamo Bay, the U.S. issues a check. They write a check to Cuba uh, every year uh, to pay them for that land, for that use. Uh, But since the revolution that we'll get into uh, next Cuba has cashed only one of those payments, so they don't see it as a legitimate uh, lease at this point. But for whatever reason, it still persists, and we'll see how long that continues. All right. Again, I'm ending this at basically 1902-ish, 1904-ish. There's several things that happened between that time and the big year of 1959. But I'm going to skip over those because everything changes between U.S. and Cuba in 1959. All right, guys, I have decided last minute that I am going to turn this into a series. So this will be part one of U.S.-Cuba relations. I don't want to make these too long because I know there's a lot of detail in here, and I want you guys to be able to digest that if, if you care to. Um, again, this is a very, very interesting topic to me. So hopefully you learned something today Uh, I'll try to keep these to about 10 minutes each, which we're at about right now. So thanks for listening. If you have any comments, hit me up on Twitter at bumpbailey. You can visit my website, HoustonBailey.com. I'll post these short podcast episodes up there as well. But you can get this if you're already listening to it. I don't know where you're at, Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, Stitcher. But if you're listening to it online, you can get this anywhere where you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Part two will be coming up soon, and again, we'll be starting with the Cuban Revolution of 1959.